Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Awakening Consciousness with Asher and Jesse. I've uh, got a special guest for, for you today. We are going to be talking with Pat. Um, he is a personal fitness uh, expert. He's uh, been training for over 10 years. He's studied uh, many different types of, you know, has been, you know, certified in, in a bunch of different kinds, but ultimately came to a different, you know, maybe understanding or a different style of, of fitness and training. And so we're going to get his perspective on that. Um, you know, we're going through some kind of weird times and, uh, you know, health from a physical and mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, is, is very important in these days. And so we're going to be talking with Pat, uh, a lot on the, uh, fitness side of things but i think as you'll find from uh talking with him it it delves into the the whole the whole body and so we're going to be finding out more uh from pat so pat welcome to the show thanks for joining us oh, thanks for having me man i i really appreciate it i'm looking forward to it awesome so um so yes let's uh start with maybe a little bit of background on on you you know kind of specifically related to the the fitness uh side of things like how did you get into it how how did you get your start and uh we'll take it from there yeah man for sure um so I, i'll just kind of start like the basic and then uh, we can maybe even talk about some of the bigger things talking about the alchemy aspect and transformation as a whole but the mindset as well but uh just on a surface level um i went to so i left high school uh you know 12 years ago 10 12 years ago and i went immediately to new york city to do an acting and things like that because that is also something i do i do film and television things like that like writing films anyway at the time um while i was there i was you know thinking, you know, what could I be doing? What can I potentially be doing to, to you know, pass the time? And so it's work, you know, obviously working out all the time. And I was really finding fascination with training and like the idea of the body and understanding it more. So ultimately, um, then got my certification, um, and then was just going down that path of like, okay, let me understand this vessel more. Um, because there was just, I felt like I knew nothing about it. Um, so yeah, so that basically just took me, um, down a path of, you know, going through the system of, you know, all the certifications that you would go to working at big box gyms and just trying to, you know, get as many clients, you know, learn from as many people as possible, learn from my own experiences. Um, and then ultimately, you know, you know, leading up until now, it was finally coming to a realization that we're missing a component in this mainstream fitness industry. And what I mean by that is, you know, we always talk about the mind, body, spirit, and we're missing that spirit component. Because when I found myself actually having eyes to see, to explore that and realizing like spirit, not just, not just breath, but like God and that whole side of things, it made everything else, the mind and the body that much more like, you know, in line with just this whole vessel, this whole being. Um, and it just was, I was able to start connecting pieces that never, I could never connect before. And so for me, that was a really eye-opening experience through my journey. And I've been able to 
bring that into my style of training to people who maybe aren't necessarily, I don't want to say religious, but, you know, have that God in their life or they, they don't maybe see it that way, but it's been able to show people, Hey, what we're doing is bigger in allowing them to at least go, okay, wow, I am more than just a meat puppet. You know what I mean? I'm more than just like, there is a divine creation here. Um, and we can go into that more as we keep talking, but I guess in a quick nutshell, yeah, man, it was just, you know, like anyone else going through, going through the certifications and trying to get clients and, you know, hopefully truly helping people um, on their journey. Was there anything specific that you maybe, let's say, didn't like about the other styles? Is that the right term? Styles of, of yeah. training? Um, anything specific that you didn't like about uh, what a lot of people are doing these days? Yeah, it's not um, It's not looking at the person as a divine, divine individual, um, in my opinion. It's not looking at them as an individual. It's looking at them as a system. Mm. So everything... So, you know, we always talk about training that, you know, you want to tailor the training style to the individual, mm-hmm. but in the end of the day, it's not really, it's going, every person needs to do a squat, like a hinge. They need to do a, a press, a pull, and these are all important, but it's looking at them more of like, just have them do these things. And then how you do it, you can get creative with it, but it's ultimately everyone's exactly the same mm-hmm. and just have them do this and then they will get somewhere. So now as a trainer, yeah, you're trying to modify based off people's injuries and limitations. But at the end of the day, you're kind of just teaching people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, but, it, and the, but the biggest thing is, is you're not, a lot of us weren't actually educating. We weren't given the ability to educate people because that's where it becomes the individual person where it's like you're giving them information, but then there's an education process. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just, it, it makes it more, um, you are now looking at your body going, oh, just like I did. I'm going, oh, what is this vessel? What am I capable of? What is my potential? Before it's just going, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Yeah. And then I yeah, assume, so, yeah. Yes. I, I guess maybe maybe flesh that out a little bit more because I like, you know, we can, yeah. you know, you can teach me how to do a squat. You can teach me how to do, right. you know, deadlift and, and, and you know, the, the proper form while important, but I I think that's not necessarily what you're talking about. So maybe, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, so I'll flesh that out. Um, So the mainstream industry is going, the mindset is going, take our class, sign up with me. I will take you through the workouts, like on social media, you get a lot of people do social media now. Do the exact things I do and you will get in shape, which is completely just erroneous. Now. People can go through the ranges of motion like you. People can look like they're doing exactly the same, but are they feeling exactly where you're feeling it? Like the biggest thing is I'll, an example, I'll have a hundred people do a squat. Mm-hmm. It's almost, you know, exactly the same. And though I might have 60, 70 people go, I don't feel any sensation in my glutes. Mm-hmm. So now I'm literally having everybody doing squats going, look, I'm getting you on that path, but you don't have that, that neurological electric connection to, through the fascia into your glutes to get that signal to the muscles in your glutes to go, yeah, I actually even start feeling sensation here. I can put my intention, my present 
awareness into my glutes. And then people go, yeah, no, I don't feel it there. Cause that's the biggest thing as trainers. You go, Hey, I have this perfect, I have this perfect workout for this person that's tailored to them. Here's your squat. Okay. Do you feel that? No. Okay. Well, why don't you, because this is the, and then what problem is, is that people, a lot of trainers will try to, will try to mend it in a way, create more resistance or do these things to go, no, feel it there by me doing more rather than just kind of like, okay, be in this moment. Can you feel it there? No. Okay. Now I can't. Good. Now just be in this moment. And I know I'm kind of going on these different tangents, but most of it now is we're actually trying to get you to slow down, to be present, to feel certain things, to make it your own experience. We're most now like group fitness classes. It's going to stay with the tempo of everything else that we're doing. Stay with the class, stay with what I want you to do rather than you in your moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you determine that? Like, you know, you know, every, every fitness or just about every fitness person thinks that squats, for example, is an important part of a fitness routine. And so like, if you do have, if you do come across a, uh, a person who, you know, for whatever reason it doesn't work for, how do you identify that? And then what do you do to compensate that? Because, you know, like that, that's one that, you know, gets a whole lot of uh, muscle groups and is, you know, one that I do all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But if that wasn't for me, or, you know, if I was a person that squats didn't work for, like, how how would you a identify that and then b um, develops a routine or uh, a sort of series of exercises that would replace it? If, if that, if yeah. that's the right yeah. way to ask uh, it. No, that's a, that's a good question, man. Um, and this is part of, you know, not being so in the, how the mind of the mainstream is like the scientific, this is where the creativity aspect comes in, understanding the body, understanding the flow of nature. Um, well, at least I've come to realize, um, but what I would do and what I do is this is part of the alchemy aspect is that you have to understand the body a little bit differently than what we're told. So what I mean by that is, is like, when we talk about your muscles, do you, you know, are, you know, do you feel it in your glutes? Like we use these words, like, is you feel your glutes firing? Well, your muscles themselves are always work. They're, they're not, not working. So if I'm doing a squat and someone's not feeling it there, it's not that they're not moving through there. It's just neurologically. And we'll get to that in a sec. that signal isn't as prominent. It might be going somewhere else because of, you know, weak pot, like a poor posture, their foundation and their feet is completely, you know, disrupted or off, which most of the time that's what it comes down to Um, or something in that regard, in that regards to your fascia. Now, when people feel tight muscles, for example, your muscle isn't actually tight. And this is what I keep bringing this up because everyone keeps talking about the muscle, the muscle, is is not the one creating tension it's the fascia that surrounds it now your fascia is basically like a sausage casing think of a sausage casing around your entire body that's interconnected it's neurological it's where all your neurological attachments are the synapses are on that fascia that are sending the signal into the fascia into the muscle basically to what to whether or not it wants to expand or contract so when everyone's talking about tight muscles, more often than not, you're actually just talking about the fascia 
is creating this suction. Mm-hmm. And the issue becomes for a lot of people is that they're, you know, thinking about it going, oh, I, I can't feel my glutes. It's like, no, that neurological signal is not strong. It's almost like if you're taking a road to a job that you do every single day, it becomes like clockwork or what we call muscle memory. It's really more, I would, I would venture to say more fascial memory, mm-hmm. neurological memory than it is like, you know, uh, mechanical, you know what I mean? That's just a byproduct of that neurological. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now you all of a sudden decide to take a completely different road. You know what I mean? Your brain's, everything has to work a little different. It has to actually slow down. You have to know where your landmarks are. You have to feel uh, you know, now talking about training, you have to feel things and slow everything down to basically reset a new high, reset a new f- highway, let's just say, neurologically speaking. Mm-hmm. So what I constantly do with people when they don't feel something or there's this uh, disconnect, what I will do is I will literally take them through an alchemical process. I'll make them stay within the, the pain of it. Can't tell you how many people I would try to train could not feel it in the glutes in the squat. So what I would do just to give an example is I will put them and I do this all the time with people. I put them in a split stance. So they'll have their one leg on the ground, the other one they're on their toe. So they're in like a lunge, mm-hmm. but not like anything crazy. And I'll slowly just say, Hey, I want you to just feel your right foot on the floor. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And I go, do you feel your right foot? And they're like, and this is what every single person will do. And they always go up and I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but this is where it becomes mind, body, spirit, alchemy, all this stuff is that majority of people in today's society don't have, you know, if you know about alchemy, there's your oils and your salts. And then in that in between is your mercury. The salt is down here. It's in the earth. But the majority of people are going to the mind, into the oil to find what's down here in their salt. And I know this because a lot of people I've talked to and trained They can't, again, they're totally disconnected from their body. They don't know what they're feeling. They don't know where their attention is until a pain signal sends them there. Most people are now living their life based off of pain signals, which means they're basically on the defense to their entire life. They're like, oh, I'm just responding to signals. Why? Because they're, they're masking it with, you know, Tylenol, Advil, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, these, now these new patches that everybody has to cover up pain and they're not on the offense of trying to figure these things out. So I say that because now everyone's looking up here and I need them down here. So I'll tell people, go, do you feel in your foot? Now focus your attention on that foot. Look at your foot, connect. And then ultimately I say, now feel that signal going up the leg. Do you feel in your calf? Yes. Don't look up, look at your foot. Keep your attention where we need your attention because what starts to happen is I basically send them up into the glute and what you start to see is this. People go and their eyes go wide. And I've, dude, I've done this so many times where it's now, it's not a coincidence or it's not just, oh, how, how strange is that that everyone's doing that? Is they go, oh my God, oh. And then you start to see panic where people, again, who don't squat and don't feel it is that, that signal. They go, oh, whoa. And I go, just calm down. You need to breathe. And people go, Whoo. and then you, the funniest thing is you start to see 
the stress of people who don't know how to handle physical stress, you see a variety of basically people trying to get out of that stress. I've seen hands doing this where people go, oh, like they get like almost like they got like cerebral palsy, like they get create or you see people's faces go, uh, like it's the funniest thing. People start laughing. People will start to panic. I've had people look at me like I literally just put them in a shark case. They'll be like, "Is am I okay? Am I okay? I'm like, you're, you're fine. But what's happening is, is I'm making them sit with their stress, their physical stress. And it's in a spot, their glute, where neurologically they haven't had that highway imprinted yet. And now what happens is you'll see like their foot or their leg doing this, where it looks like a Richter scale. And you've seen, if you've seen people work out a video and they're doing like a plank or a squat, or even yourself, you might see your leg shake. Well, you'll see that and they're not even in a deep lunge. They're just in a split stance. But what we're doing is, is we're putting them in the present moment and we're focusing on that neurological highway. So I know this is a long-winded answer, but these are things that people can do just hearing this conversation and try it on your own. Mm -hmm. and, so, yeah. so it's like you're, you're almost like you're rewiring their brain to focus on, on the muscle group. In this case, we're talking about glutes. Um, so right. you're, you're, you're making them focus their, their mind on the muscle group that you're trying to target. And because they, because this is the first time they've really done that, a lot of times it, it, it you know, it creates this uh, stressor, but, um, but that's what, that's what muscles need in order to, you know, right. in order to, uh, you know, grow stronger. Exactly. Well, and this is the thing too, is, is we think in our society today that if I'm sweating, I had a good workout. Yeah. But understand that all this is, is that we're creating a thermal, you know, like we're, we're trying to thermoregulate all the time. Basically our body is going to, you know, create more heat, especially when you're exercising in order to, you know, protect you, um, cool you down, keep you, you know, from getting overheated, all these different things. So when you use that as a, as, as like a marker, you know, people can get, you know, screwed over so many times. Cause I go, Hey, I just need this person to move. If I'm trying to scan them, just get them sweating. They have already been psychologically programmed to go. That was a great workout. Even though my knees hurt, my back hurts, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm, I'm drenched. Great. This is awesome. Yeah. But in reality, it's going, I need you to be present. I need you to be in this moment. I don't want you to think about your job. I don't want you to be anywhere else. Well, how do I get people when, when the majority of our society is always in our head where everything we're good at stress-wise is problem solving? It's going, how do I figure out this problem? I have to get this meeting to this thing. Oh, I have this deadline. I have this exam I need to get involved. I have these op obligations. Let me problem solve in my head where most people don't know how to do those things in the vessel, in the salt, the body. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so... Ultimately, what I'm trying to do is go get into this present moment. So I need you in the body. I need your mind to be connected to where in the body we want you. And we need that breath, the spirit to come bring it all together, to keep us there. Not just keep us there, but be in control of that moment. Control our stress, control our present moment. And this is where the alchemy really sets in. Because now you're looking at 
um, well, it's called, uh, what the heck is it called? I forget the name of it, but it's base. It is basically, you know, the one becomes a two, the two becomes a three, the four becomes the one in uh, Maria's Axie or something like that. But all essentially what's happening in an alchemical process is we have the body, we create heat. When you do any alchemy with, you have to, you have to use heat, right? To break the, the pieces apart, correct? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when, you, when you're working out, or if I'm putting you in this lunch, for example, Asher, and if I create heat by making you hold it, you're gonna start to get warm. Now talking about who we are and sometimes when we're under stress, you get almost this bipolar aspect and everybody here listening knows what I'm talking about. If you're under stress, like exercising, all right, I can do this, I can do this. Oh shit, I can't do this, fuck, this is it, sorry. Oh man, I can't do this, this is too heavy, crap. Okay, hold on, oh, come on, you could do it. You, you know, start calling yourself names or, you know, you're like, no, no, I got this. Those, those voices in your head, everyone knows what I'm talking about. It doesn't even have to be exercise, it could be whatever. So what's happening though with specifically exercise is you have the one body, you create those two parts of you that come out for the majority of people. It's either I can do this or I can't do this or it's getting really tough. And we have this constant battle. Some people allow that voice that says you can't do this to jump in real quick and say, no, it's too, too hard. Some people can be like, I'm going to turn that voice off and I'm going to keep going. Right? So what I'm getting at is we've just kind of created two personalities. So we went from one to that two. That breath is the third component that needs to bring those voices together again, because we need you to just be present. We need you to just be in the stress, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. As much as yes, you want to be like, I can do it. I can do it. We need to just silence that and just be with the breath because the breath is what's going to control all of that and keep you in that state where you're going to keep driving. And then obviously after you're done under that stress, coming out of it with control, not just like, oh, uh, you know, collapsing. It's learning how to be like, like if we watch a warrior after like, you know, in those movies, they do a battle. They're not coming out of it. They're like, what just happened? They're, they're calm. They're like, you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, man, that's badass. It's not just because they, they beat everyone up or they destroyed the battlefield. It's like, they came out just like calm. Because, and that's the alchemical process. That's how we see the change. It's yes, fighting, you know, getting through the grind of things, but there's this, uh, there's a lot of alchemy in understanding all the pieces. So I don't know if I made that clear, but. Yeah. Well, what, what do you tell someone who, who, you know, is maybe in that first group that you talked about was like, oh no, this is too hard. Um, you know, I can't do this. What do you, how do you help that person? You know, do you try to get them to push through it? Do you try to get them to, how do you, how do you address that? I just focus on the breath because Mm -hmm. every single person is different. And what I do usually is, is I'll like, and I use the lunges as an, uh, as a starting point for everybody, that soft lunge, because it's, everybody to some degree has experience with it Mm -hmm. because usually what happens is to answer your question, if I were to start having people do too many things that are new to them, that's going to create more of a stress before we've actually done the thing because it's, can I do this? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to embarrass myself? So like the new person, I would always start, can you just stand in the split stands? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I'm comfortable doing that. And then the first time I usually just have them hold a lunge, explain to them, do you feel the foot and then work up to the glute. 
they might hold it for two seconds. I say, just hold this for me. And I observe them. I watch them. And say, I'm just going to time you. There's no time that I need you to do. I'm just going to time you so we can get a, a marker here. So if someone does it for 10 seconds and they go, oh, okay, I felt that stress and they come out of it. Then what I will do is then I will start to go, now you're going to do it again. I, same leg. I just want you to breathe. When you feel that stress kick in, just start to focus on your breath. Try to calm your breath. And so then what happens is usually that's how I address it. Because what I'm tr basically going to, I'm teaching or guiding these people especially the newer person is going, I need you to know that stress is coming. It's inevitable. We need to know how to handle it. We need to know how to be under control during it. And this is where it starts to lead people into the rest of their lives. They go, wow, I felt like I was in control of that stress. I, you know, Hey Pat, I, I, I was doing that. I was at work and I was stressed and I was doing the stuff we do here and it helped. Oh, great. Well, I didn't realize how important my breath was. Yeah, And then it starts to lead people into conversations about the breath and spirit. And they go, why are, is this like a thing in the fitness world? I mean, kind of, but they're not maybe doing it exactly. I mean, a lot of people do like Dr. Tommy John does. He's mm -hmm. incredible with this kind of stuff. Um, but so you start to see how it does open more doors to uh, conversations that maybe at first people would not be privy to. But that's how I would guide those people to start is just letting them try see what they naturally would do. And then just giving very simple cue of just focus on your breath, do everything you just did the exact same way and just breathe, mm -hmm. just focus on the breath. If you feel your breath get a little bit, you know, try to like calm it down, see if you can do it. And here's the thing. If you can't, we know where we're, we're at with you specifically. Now it's gotten very specific because it's not just how can you mechanically move? But now how do you handle your stresses? Now we're getting real specific. You know what I mean? Because like I have clients still where I go, I know when they're going, when something's hard, purely based off of where their eyes go. Mm -hmm. I know when I see a hand, what when the range of motion, the hand's moving when we're doing something, I know that's a stress response. So this is where it gets tailor-made because I can not just know how you can move and what your goals are, but I know you're, what you're doing internally purely based off of how it manifests in the physical, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's where we don't have as a society, at least in my opinion, with the training world. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I want to know every bit of how your body moves in not only me, but you know it. So I'm not having to make those adjustments for you. Not because I'm lazy. It's because I want you to be so aware of you and self that you're confident to do it your own. I'm here just to facilitate. I'm not here to change you. I'm not that person. It's your journey. So I assume that these, you know, what you're talking about is, is, you know, sort of mental focus to, um, to focus on the muscle group that you're working at the, at the particular exercise. Um, also with breath, helping you to, to calm your body, to deal with the stress. And is that, I, I assume that's true with, any exercise that, that they're doing, any lift that they're doing or, or anything that they're doing. Are there, um, are there a specific, uh, groups of lifts or exercises or movements that you have everyone do or, or is, uh, or all of, or, or are all of those tailor-made to the individual? 
Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, essentially I want everyone to be able to move every which way, but it's just, again, it's going, how can you move with purpose? Mm -hmm. um, do you know what you're doing when you're doing those? Are you aware of enough of self? Like you might do squats, for example, you're used to doing squats, mm -hmm. but you're so comfortable with it where you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel it in my glutes. Okay. But do you know what your left foot's doing? No. Okay. Well, we need to, we, you know what I mean? Your foot might be completely turned out and you're collapsing that arch. I, I have no idea. I'm just making this up. So, okay. Do you know you're, you're collapsing that arch? Uh, I had no idea. Okay. Now we found something to address for you specifically, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, um, you know, I mean, for me to kind of go back to your question, I have a lot of people on the ground learning how to crawl, talking back to nature, trying to reconnect with how they move through space and time. Um, as you know, as it, you can find in nature, in babies, in animals, indigenous populations. Um, I do follow and I'm part of uh, what's called GOTA, which is the greatest of all time athletes. Um, and then they do a lot of focusing uh, in that world on uh, sacred geometry, not just in nature, but in the body, uh, understanding how to move the body in line with nature. Now, and I, like I said, I've done a lot of certifications um, and there are very few that I will openly be like, everyone needs to go check out. Um, GOTA is one of them if you're wanting to understand the body that much more. And the reason why I say that is because what their uh, approach is, is they literally went to tape, like watching video of indigenous populations, babies, animals, and then the best athletes in sports that don't get injured unless it's like a contact injury, they focus on non, you know, the non-contact injuries, like tearing an ACL because you made a wrong turn. Mm -hmm. And essentially what they're seeing is the same patterns. And then when you understand the sacred geometry in the body, you start to see why they move. We all move the way we do or animals do. Um, and it's because it's all going to the vortexes and spirals. It all comes back to the spirals in nature. And we move through those, those spirals or what they would call a pressure wave. Um, and we can go more into that if you want, but yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see okay. <clears throat> so for, I don't know if your audience knows this, but obviously the heart is not a pump, obviously with your dad. Right. So, um, it has yeah, these oscillations. I know, I know someone who, I know someone <laughs> who said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think I know someone, but that being said, and I've gotten a lot of this from your dad too, man is when you understand that these oscillations are everywhere. If you also understand when you're throwing, you're going through these spirals, you're going through these rotations every single day. When you walk, we're not supposed to be walking stiff. There's this natural rotation, this, mm -hmm. these pre well, what they call pressure waves, where you're creating these ranges here. But the problem is, is in our mainstream training in fitness, is we've looked at it from a cadaver science where it's taking uh, you know, a cadaver and going, okay, I can move it this way, I can go this way, I can rotate it this way. But when you bring it into 3D life where it's in motion, everything is moving, there's always gonna be this motion. And now people will say, okay, well, what if I'm picking something off off the floor, like a squat or a deadlift, and I'm just like this. Mm -hmm. In reality, there is, that's not normal to nature. Like if I put a thing on my back to squat, that's not normal in nature. If you look at a hunter, if there's no, no animals gonna go on his back 
just like this. And he's in deep squat. And he's going to stand up. He's going to grab it. He's going to hoist it over his shoulder, or he's, there's going to be some sort of swinging motion to get into that position to where they're going to then do this even more. So that's not the most efficient. You're going to drag it. You're going to break it up, dice it up and carry pieces. So our mainstream training is very effective to just that the training world, a perfectly straight bar that's going to sit perfectly in front of you that you can stand perfectly up. But when you go to pick your kid up, it's not that easy. When you go to move a couch, it's not that easy. It's the things are out of line. If you're going and chopping wood or pulling weeds or, you know, pulling roots out, you're not, let me just get into a deep squat. Let me pick it up. No, you're moving to pick up. There's all this natural spirals that would happen in a natural setting. So this is why for me realizing, okay, if I'm going to move people through these ranges of motions, let's get away from just the natural way of doing it. If you want to do it on your own, I'm not here to tell you otherwise. I'm just explaining to you what the difference is. And if you want to see that longevity in moving with nature and how your body's intended, I'll teach you these ways. What you do with that, obviously always, I tell people at the end of the day is your decision. I'm just here to facilitate your journey. So that's why with the go to stuff, they focus on those natural spirals, like in your foot, for example, in your ankle complex, you know, here's my ankle, here's my foot. You have the, the golden ratio sitting in your ankle. You have the golden ratio in your upper body, in your shoulders, you have it in uh, your T-spine, you have it all over parts of your body. So basically it's like you have the sacred geometry in your body and we're not even using it to its potential. And how do we use the, the golden ratio? How do we use the sacred geometry? We need to start moving through these pressure waves. We need to know how to move through those pressure waves. So um, I, I know I kind of went all over the place there, but. Well, how would, how would you, you know, sort of incorporate that into a workout routine or something like that? Like how, how do you, um, you know, like, yeah. So like, okay. So if I'm doing squats and that's not a, a normal, a normal, uh, range of motion in, in, in nature, as, as you said, which it's, you know, it's true. It's like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. doing squats, but I'm, you know, targeting specific muscle groups and, and hopefully getting them stronger. But how do I, how do I get that full range of motion, um, you know, do I have to do something else? Do I have to stop doing squats and do something else? Do I do something in addition to squats? How, do, right. how does that work? Well, that's a great question. So to maybe clarify, your squatting does exist in nature. It's just, again, this idea of the component of a bar directly on your back. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. Now, are you going to be in the squat position to pick things up in nature? Of course. I mean, it's just, it, there's, there's that different component. However, what I will say for most people, and I'm different, is where for me, I took myself away from it all because I want to just get my body completely in line with nature. So I'm not, I personally am not doing back squats. But for someone like you, where you're not, the transition isn't like, hey, I still enjoy this. It gives me pleasure. I don't, I'm not in pain doing it. I like it. Or, okay, so this is something I would explore going, let's find ways to, again, get you into moving through those ranges and feeling the benefits and not walking away going, ah, I don't know if this, this might've done more damage than good. 
So what I would do is, is I would start to teach you how to do one connect with the feet and focus on just working through those ranges to find those neurological highways that we were talking about. Because here's the beauty of it. When you look at, when we go back to the fascia for a second, I know I'm jumping around, but it, I promise I'll bring it back. When we go to that fascia and we know that if we can get that signal strong, we'll start to feel it maybe in the glutes. Well, how do we get into that point? How do we get there? There's three things. I call them the three tensions. There's the, the intention. Well, so what's my intention of the move? What am I trying to do here? Okay. I need to feel, I want to feel it in my glutes, but in order to feel in my glutes, I need, you know, let me plant my feet. Okay. Got it. Where now is my attention? Okay. It's in the glute or it's in the foot. Like I know what I'm intending to do. I know where my attention is. Now the third component is, is how much tension do I put into that? So what I mean by that, and I, this is an example I use for people is if I'm, you and I are standing next to each other and I put my hand on your shoulder and I'm resting it there and somebody walks by, they don't know how hard I'm pushing into your shoulder. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Unless I'm really pushing hard and you're turning into it to meet my, my resistance, no one can really tell how hard. So when I watch people squat or they're doing stuff, I don't really know how hard they're pushing into the floor because if they're pushing really hard, the floor isn't doing anything visually where I can see that counterbalance, that counter force rather. So the point I'm making is if we just had you do a body weight squat with those three tensions in line, you could be pushing through the floor extremely hard. And I'll know because you're going to start to sweat. Your glutes are, your legs are going to start to shake and you're going to feel those glutes going, dude, I felt like I just did like a heavy, like a heavy squat day. So the point of resistance, which is important to have resistance, like weight or something. But the thing is we become dependent on that to feel that sensation or at least try to. So when people do squats, for example, they'll go, yeah, I don't really feel it there. Put on more weight. Okay, that's fine. We will over time obviously need more weight to get that. But if you're not already connected to where you want and have those three tensions in order, you might just be piling on more weight to the point where now you go, okay, now I feel it there, but I'm also completely unstable and I don't have the foundation to support this. Now I feel it there because my body's doing everything it can to try to protect me from all this weight. But now that I feel it in my glutes, I also feel it in my lower back or I feel it in my neck and my shoulders and that really hurt or something tweaked. And so this is where to your question, I would have someone like yourself. I'd first ask, okay, you know, you mentioned that squats maybe do cause some tension or pain. Well, I'd start to explore where those are. Say, where is that feeling? And, you know, is it often all? And I ask a bunch of questions. Then I would see how you move. I'd see how you stand on your feet. I'd see how you walk. I see how you crawl. I would go through all these things to watch how you move to find where in the foundation is that happening? What's causing that chain of events to create those pains. And then I would start doing those ranges of motion or different things without weight. So I can see how you move without the weight, how you handle the stress without the weight. Cause I'm, I will say this with confidence. I have no question about any single person that's listening. I can help you get to the place in your glutes without any weight, without any equipment where you're going to be sweating profusely. Now there's going to be a lot of time under tension. It's going to be us holding those positions, but we will get there. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay, so I, that, so I think we have a sort of baseline understanding of, of, of the understandings that you've come to, maybe your philosophy, if, if, that, if that could be a term to use. I want to I get it like personal now. So I'm going to go, go over my routine and, and get your thoughts and comments and all right. that stuff and maybe, you know, right. ask me questions, all that stuff. So well, real quick, before you go into it, did, did what I say make sense? I know I went on tangents, so I always try to I know yeah, I think so. So, so it, it you're to get that response in the muscle group. Let's say glutes for now, because that's what we were talking about. Um, you you can get someone there with their intention of their mind combined with uh, a sort of movement of the body that will um, that will get them to feel a similar stress without any weight because we're focused on we're we're focusing our mind and we're also uh focus our intention and and you know and then we incorporate the breathing that we talked about earlier all to get that um that desired result that desired uh um i guess stress in the muscle um to go ahead to maybe just make it really simple it's Present moment, be present. We need mm-hmm. you here. Breath, so the mind, body, spirit. But let's focus on the breath to get you in the into the mind and the body. The three tensions. The okay, what's my intention? Where's my attention? And then how much tension? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's basically now with the go to stuff. Understanding, I need to look at it not as this cadaver. It's a it's a system. It's it's a constant system that's in this oscillation or pressure waves everything's flowing this way so in a nutshell that's kind of how you could break it down okay and all those pieces basically becomes you know not to make people spiral but it becomes alchemy yeah of 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 the vessel of the being Mm -hmm. does that help kind of sum it up yeah yeah i think so awesome but anyway let's make it personal all right making it personal so i try to do three, three days a week, every other day. And I, and I have, uh, two days off one day, you know, one stretch of two days off. Uh, and, um, it's very simple, very, you know, and simple. I I like, because I know what I'm doing every day. I do the same thing every day. And, um, I'm basically just trying to get stronger and, you know, having, more strength helps in a variety of ways, you know, like when, when I, you know, it's like easier to lift and play with the kids and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like everything becomes easier when you're stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my, my goal here. And so what I do is I, I start with bench press, um, and then I do squats and then I do, uh, shoulder press, uh, pull-ups and, um, and uh, planks. Okay. And basically, I, I do. Um, I start off low weight in in all of them, um, except pull ups, obviously, because I'm you know that's I'm pretty heavy, so I you know lifting myself. And I just do. I just try to do as many as I can. I start off with low weight, and I I kind of like go up, you know. So I might start off benching. Uh, 135 and I do, you know, maybe 
12 to 15 reps. And then I go up, 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 you know, every subsequent day I add five pounds, add five pounds, add five pounds. And then I got it to about two, I think I was doing 240. I was doing, um, and I do three sets. So, um, I think I did like five, four and four at mm. 240. At that point, I was like, you know what, this, I, I, I also don't want to get injured. I don't want to have to deal with, you know, a muscle tear, you know, ligament, anything like that. So once I hit 240 and I was doing like five reps, four and three or five, four and four, something like that. Now I'm going to go back down and start over again, go all, and then do more reps at lower weight and then go all the way up and then try to get to like 245 next time or 250, right. something like that. And then, and then come back down and then go back up. Um, and I do that with all the, yeah. And I do that with all the, all the exercises. So, so this is, so I'm, I'm glad we're going down this route. So this is how I'm basically, this is how I train. I'd, I'd sit there and go, what made you come up with that logic? Where did you, where did that logic come from? It's basically a version of the Mark Ripito starting strength. Mm -hmm. um, I don't yeah. do deadlift. I know he recommends deadlift and I know that's one of the, the things, but I've, for some reason, I can't get the form right. And I know that that's, that's a horrible excuse for not doing it, but. But it's I've, not though, dude. What, here's the reason why. And this is someone who's done deadlift programs. I've trained it. I've got certified in things. Is, is you're listening to your body's natural response. Your body's going, yo, dude, something in our foundation isn't even right. This isn't normal. Don't keep doing it. Because you'll get people to say, oh, yeah, it's good because it's – and here's the thing. I have a lot of friends in this world. I've lost a lot of friends because of my my other beliefs in, in our you know conspiracy world. I'll probably lose some more here. I don't care. The amount of injuries I've seen from deadlifts that I've – and I'll be honest, that I've even facilitated because at the time I thought this was the right thing because of the mainstream and, I, and people got hurt. I learned from my experience going, this should not be happening. Mm -hmm. This doesn't look normal. I don't see these deadlifts anywhere else but here and on TV. Something's not right here. And the body knows that. And now- I would listen, always they, tweak my back. Always. Right. And people will say, okay, well, you're not, uh, you know, you're not engaging this as much. You're not getting your hips back. You're not doing this. You're not pushing through the floor. You're not doing all these things. And maybe you're not. But it's also not normal. And it's not, it's not ingrained in us in this instinctual way. And people say, oh, well, people do it at the professional level all the time. And, you know, look at them. And you, if you just practice, you'll learn. I go, yeah, but also a lot of them have had hip surgeries. A lot of them have had knee replacements. A lot of them have had lower, you know, dis, you know, dis slips or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to do that and you want to do that for that specific thing, just know that it's only facilitating you in that field. And then it might create an aesthetically appealing look for people or yourself, but just know they're riddled with injuries. A lot of them are riddled with injuries. And I know this personally in a ton of people in my life. So I, I know this, it's not just me reading a book or listening to a podcast. Like I've experienced it for over 10 and a half years And the same people who, you know, I know that are like, yeah, do deadlifts, do these things. They're also the ones that I know personally that are going, yeah, I just pulled something. Yeah. 
and then the, the reason trainers that are well known and very good at what they do in the sense of they have a lot of clients, they make a lot of money. They go, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pushing weight. It is, it's, you know, things are going to happen. Okay. That's true. But the question is for a lot of people, as you said, right now we're in hard times. Just everyone want to be walking around in pain and now their vision or their view of exercising is this is miserable. I'm, I'm in pain. I don't want that for people. I want people to go, I can play with my kids. I feel strong. I'm walking around or I'm moving without knee pain again. I didn't think this was possible. And I don't feel like I'm weaker. I feel actually stronger. I don't feel like I'm just sitting around doing nothing. The, it's, it's people going, dude, the thing you just had me doing looks so simple why am i sweating why am i in so much like good like good pain meaning basically they felt that neurological signal and it's going because you're all those components i talked about earlier you're present you know where your your tensions are you know, you know your breath's in order you're here you're in this moment so yeah but i would say for you going back to you with your thing, okay, you're following Mark's Mark's plan. Okay, cool. So the, the next thing I would essentially say is, is why is it at 235, 240, you're starting to worry about pulling something? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, feeling it. My, my shoulder kind of, you know, like okay. I, I've had some shoulder pain. Um, okay, and so and the left you know, shoulder, right? Yeah, well, mostly left, but sometimes right too. And, um, yeah, so this, it's just like I don't want to go anymore. Yeah, um, you know I don't want to hurt myself. You know, right. I don't want so to, I don't want to when get you know the me. when you know the body is there to protect you, that signal has always been there. It's, mm-hmm. it's continually there, at, even at the lower weights because there's a range of motion thing. Obviously, this you know you can move through this. I'm not saying don't move through this. I would you know you know I would recommend using dumbbells, mm-hmm. um, but what you start to notice is that as you move up in weight, that signal gets a little bit louder of going, dude, mm-hmm. Asher, hey, dumbass, like, you know, not to be, but it's just kind of like continually getting louder and louder. And it's letting you know to that point where then you go, okay, I'm willing to listen now. Mm-hmm. And you might, again, you might not actually feel it, but if you were to be in the present moment, and I've had this happen with so many clients at lower weights, they go, oh, wow, I do feel that. I do feel that pain signal. It's not like screaming at me, but I, I feel it. It's going, yeah, because you slowed it down. You put yourself in the moment. So what I would do is with you and in, in all specifically talking about the bench now, I would address what's going on in your shoulder range. I would address your whole body, to be honest. I would go through the entire thing because majority of times where we feel pain is not where the actual problem is. It's it's the it's the it's basically think of it as the uh, the outcome of an underlying issue that hasn't been addressed mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how your dad talks about and a lot of us talk about like you know hey i might show a certain symptom but that it's not what we're told there's something else happening it's the same thing so like yeah your shoulder might hurt but that might be because you have limited range of motion in your t-spine because you your hips are you're in this front chain dominant position because your feet are collapsed, which are allowing you not to get into your back chain, which means you don't have the ability to go through your pressure wave, which means you don't have, again, all this range here. So now this shoulder or shoulders are having to do a lot more to try to get you 
to go through that range without everything it needs to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying in the sense of, does it make sense in the regards to that where you might feel it isn't the only place therefore we need to look at the whole body. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, I mean, so is it, is it a problem with my form? Um, is it a problem with my, my focus and intention? Um, what I would say, I would say it's the whole gander, man. Like yeah. here's the thing. If you know something doesn't feel right, then the, the form might not most likely something is going on with the form. So mm-hmm. mechanic, like our range of our motion here, but what's creating that, that offset, what's creating that limitation, let's just say that's leading to that. So then again, you'd start to look into again, the physical, let's go through the body. Let's see what, what we have at our disposal, what we don't have from there. Then I would say, once we've kind of addressed all that and we kind of can see, Hey, this is where it's coming from, or here's parts of where it's coming from. Let's now bring it all together and move without a lot of weight or through ranges. Hey, I don't feel that shoulder pain or, Hey, I'm feeling actually really strong there or stable, or I'm feeling it differently in that shoulder than I've ever had before in a good way. Mm-hmm. Then I would focus on the intention, attention, all those things in the sense of how do we then get the neurological highway working in a way that we want. So then when we do go to the bench, we know every bit of that body with these, with this new lens. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. You follow on? A little bit, but how would I, are there, are there some things that I could be doing sort of by myself to help get, get through these things? Like, do I start off, um, you know, maybe lower weight and, and really focus on the, the muscle groups that I'm working at the time? So, yeah. So, um, I would actually, like I said, this is where I'd have to see how you move, but to answer your question the best that I can, I would start with just focusing on, okay, how am I standing on the ground? Do I feel pain just doing this? Do I feel anywhere where this is uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Do I feel uh, my shoulder just standing and just actually sitting with that for a second? Do I feel that I'm, you know, actually I'm a little tight here. Okay. Just paying attention to that. And then from there, what I would do, and I, and you and I, we can talk once we get off, I'll, we can set something up where I take you through something just as a complimentary thing. Um, but then from there, what I would do is, is I would focus on just the body moving through ranges of motion. Um, I can, I can get specific here, but it's essentially, I would just move you through your joints the way they're supposed to move. Mm -hmm. For example, your shoulder joint, it's 3d. You can move it all which ways I would basically have you going through the different ranges. Cause I want to see, is there a limitation when you're going through those ranges? Do you feel pain? If you feel pain just by doing this, okay, we're starting to see that it's there again, without any weight. Do we have this range now? Do we have it with the rest of the body in motion? And I would take you through some motions of the body to see, can we connect all this in one fluid motion? From there, ultimately, then I would say if you, everything's looking good, we're feeling good, I would have you start doing some push-ups. Mm-hmm. I would take you through push-ups, utilizing all those components that we just worked on in your push-up. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you'll start to feel that mm-hmm. because the reason why is because we'll do all those things I already talked about before, and we'll slow you down more than you're, you're used to going because I'm 
now going to make you stay in that stress rather than being like, all right, Asher, I know you can bust out 20 push-ups here. No problem. Bust out 20 push-ups. Bop, bop, bop. And before you know it, you're done. Did you feel that? Yeah, it felt a little bit. Okay. Well, I want you to feel it at one. That's how slow we're going. Do you so you're talking like physically slow, like, you know. Exactly. So that way you can focus on your intention, attention, and tension. It doesn't, you're, you're not masking it by going faster. Yeah. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the fitness industry. Everything's about keep up with the pace, keep going, keep going. Well, we're completely, a lot of people are lost to where the physical stress is unless it's a pain response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm keeping up with everything, but I'm really starting to feel my shoulder. Oh yeah, I don't feel anything. Well, my knee's hurting a little bit again, but I'll, I'll, I'll grind through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would slow you down tremendously that's my biggest cue for all my clients and has been is slow down slow down and they like i know i know i need to slow down it's like okay so now people know what they need to do because they can they've experienced the differences mm-hmm. so did that help answer your question at all yeah yeah and then what what about like the the combination of the of the lifts that i'm doing am i is that sufficient insufficient should i be adding things subtracting things what do you think so this is where if you're watching people in like mainstream workouts there's a lot of people who are very very smart they'll help you look aesthetically bigger and i bring this up because to combine certain things there's people who have that science down of like, do this with this. Mm-hmm. But with everything that I said here today, a lot of this stuff down the road can lead to a lot of issues and has led and will lead to a lot of issues. So if you're trying to not have pain and you want to do these things efficiently, the answer to your question, you're always going to be working everything all the time in every single day. So I would personally, you're moving through it all. This whole idea of like a push day, a pull day, you know, biceps, triceps. I mean, for some people go have, I mean, if you're feeling that, then go by all means, go with it. Just like, I know, you know, shout out to Tommy John, like do you like do what feels good to you. Like just have intention, have purpose with what you're doing. But in my, my opinion, where I stand on it, I will, you know, I kind of help guide people in a direction of like, you have to move through it all. Like don't, don't limit yourself. You know, now if you're lifting heavy certain weights, that day you might just do squat. Like if you decide, hey, I'm going to, I do want to squat today. I feel good. Everything looks good. Everything mechanically, my, all those pieces are in a line. I might just do squat today. You know, so I, it's just, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to say, like, do these together. Cause I yeah. could tell you that. And then people will go and do that and they go, oh, I feel pain, but like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Or, hey, I don't yeah. feel pain now. And it's great. And it's like, you know. It, it, this is where it gets challenging because I haven't even seen how you move. So I'm basically just giving you answers, you know, not in a respectful way. Like I'd be giving you answers that's mainstream. Like, oh yeah, right. connect these two. By the way, all this stuff, this is why I've kind of veered away from it. <laughs> yeah. But does that make, I know I kind of beat around the bush there, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, for, for me, it's like, I, I like the routine because. Right. You know, I, I think it gets all the muscle groups and wow. I'm, I'm comfortable doing all of the exercises. I do all of them every day. I would say if, to, if you like routine, this is where we get tailored to you. If you like them all, do them all in one day. Just do this. Yeah, I, 
Right. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Just keep and doing that. Just but three I days just, a week. And, um, you know, I feel move. stronger. I'm looking better. I think, um, yeah. I would just make sure you add in understanding how to incorporate again, these different pressure waves. That would be the one thing I would try to add into your regimen is just learning how to incorporate this idea of a pressure wave. And like I said, once we get off, we can chat a little bit more. Um, yeah, well, I'm interested because I'm, I'm not, not sure exactly what you mean by that, like how I would incorporate that. And then the other question is um, every once in a while, like if I, if I do go, if I, I, I reach the point where it's like, okay, you know, 240 on the bench, I can't remember what I was doing on squats when I get up to the high rate, but, but um, you know, it's heavy enough to where if I, if my form was off, I could injure myself. You know, mm -hmm. so I don't want to do that. Um, and then I drop back down. And then sometimes what I do is I have these bands that I put around upper arms and upper legs and it restricts the ox oxygen flow. And so the idea behind those is to add additional stress, but at really light weights. And so you only, you only have those on for about 15 minutes uh, mm -hmm. before you take them off because you really do you know restrict the oxygen and you can kind of see your arms getting blue um, mm -hmm. and so the idea is that adds extra stress the muscle then grows faster or something like that so i mean i mean here's the thing uh, and i i keep shouting them out because i do i value and i and i align a lot with what tommy john says but like there are a lot of contraptions that we have been sold and I've bought into a lot of them too, that your body can already do mm -hmm. and that your body already does all the time. It's just whether or not we have enough intention and purpose of movement to align with that. And what do I mean by that? So let's say you're doing a bench and you have this thing on, right? To limit oxygen flow. Well, if I'm flexing and I'm creating a contraction, when you're doing that, you're creating this restriction is you're not in a lengthened position. You're not helping that oscillation of blood flow to occur. So if I'm going down and I'm gripping that bar and I wore whatever I have, and I'm creating that, that response and I'm maintaining my internal contraction, that internal tension that's meeting that bar. Well, I can assure you, you don't need a band and I slow you down. You don't need that thing on to create, that what you want in the, the arms or in the chest or wherever it is. But what it's gonna do is it's gonna focus, it's gonna ask more out of you as the individual and not asking for an outside apparatus or outside, you know, you know, marketing tool to help you get there. It's gonna put you in that driver's seat and doing that exact thing. And once we get off here, I'll, I can literally have you stand behind in the carpet right there and I'll, I'll show you what I mean. And it won't, it won't, you won't have to do change or do anything crazy and you'll, and you'll get what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, but um, here's the thing though. And this is where people be like, dude, this guy's all over the place. But if you like those things, play around with them. Don't, this is the thing is I, this is my opinion. You don't have to follow it. But the thing is, is I always ask people, I go, if you like it and you enjoy it and it's not causing you pain, it's not causing you all this issues, explore things. This is the part of being ourself, our individuals is finding what it is that we like and then getting creative with it, exploring other things. And if we feel good, guess what? 
I might say, don't do something, or I would, I would reckon don't do something. And someone's like, but this is the one thing in my life that makes me happy. And I feel okay. I don't feel pain. And I might be like, Hey dude, right now in your life, by all means, go rock it out. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is, yes, it's to help you help facilitate people's journeys and hopefully reaching their potential, but it's ultimately trying to get people to just be freaking happy with life, man. Like I want people to feel good. I want people to move well, but I also don't want to be that guy, you know, kind of like, you know, the per the doom and gloom. Like I want to give people this hope of like, Hey man, you there's, there's good of stuff that you can do. But now if, if you start to feel that something's off, listen to that. Don't run away from that. Don't mask it with an Advil or a Tylenol. Listen to what your body's saying. Cause now you're having, truly connection with the vessel and the spirit, the mind and the body, all of that. And now you're able to discern what I should be doing or what I, my body's telling me is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Awesome. Very cool. So, um, you, do you have, you have, you do coaching, right? You, mm-hmm. you coach people. So, um, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm willing, you know, I'm always down if anyone's interested, um, I can, you know, leave my, I can get my social media mm-hmm. and I can also leave my, uh, my email if people want to reach out, um, to do that. But I do, you know, one-on-one training, um, you know, virtually cause I'm in Hawaii and obviously with everyone around the world, it's sometimes hard to meet in person, but I do virtual. So if anyone's looking to, you know, wanted to do that, um, you know, I've been doing that for a while now as well, obviously in person too. Um, so I do all those, uh, if anyone wants to know, learn more, I'm also from, cause I have a podcast as well and, uh, built the website, but I have, uh, coming in the near future, I have, uh, basically a $5 paywall that we're putting up, um, that will be doing once a month, basically like a group zoom session with everybody, um, that wants to join. We'll be doing also once or twice a month, like a zoom call where we focus specifically, on uh, like something that's like bothering people like MS or knee pain. And we'll kind of essentially just explore what's causing that, what things we can do. So that way, if people have questions or need to get more information, um, you know, we can try to flesh it out in those calls. Um, so that way it's uh, helping people who maybe can't afford the one-on-one training to at least start some sort of process. Um, but if obviously people are looking for more one-on-one attention, um, I do provide that as well. Awesome. Awesome. And can you shout out your website? Oh yeah. So the website's called the Pat life. Uh, so the P A T life, L I F E.org. Um, that's my website. Um, you can also find me on social media at, uh, on Instagram at P dot a dot T dot underscore life um, which i can give that to you as well um yeah so you can find me there for if you need to reach out to me my email is patlife0923 at gmail.com so um yeah i can send those all to you um later as well awesome yeah um so yeah uh Fitness, again, is very important uh, to live a healthy and uh, happy life, in my opinion. I have certainly, uh, you know, I, I was a, sort of uh, sort of an athlete growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, I 
played college basketball and all that stuff, but like fitness was never really a part of my life. Even, even while I was a college basketball player, that's probably why I wasn't, wasn't so good. Um, I was more skill. I was more like skills person. So I was, I was a good shooter, but not, not so much an athlete or, um, you know, someone like that. But, uh, since I have gotten into, you know, personal fitness and that kind of stuff, you know, just life becomes so much easier, you know, lifting things to work on my garden or playing with the kids and, you know, them climbing on me. So many things become, uh, just easier to do when you're mm -hmm. strong. And, uh, I think it's really important for people to, to be stronger. You know, you become, you become a more resilient, uh, uh, you know, person, you know, you're in less pain, you can do things easier. And I think it's a really important part of life. And I'm glad that I'm, you know, it was mostly my brother who convinced me to like, actually start focusing and, 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 and doing this stuff. And I, um, I'm very appreciative of that. So, uh, so yeah, so it's been great. And, um, and yeah, uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been, uh, good to have you here. And, um, you know, for anyone who's looking to either continue their fitness journey or start on a fitness jersey journey, I would encourage you to reach out to Pat. Um, he can obviously help you in many different respects and, um, the way he thinks about it and the way he does it is definitely in line with, you know, sort of my philosophy and, and our philosophy on how the body works and how to get the most out of it. And so, Thanks again for joining us and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, everyone listening, thank you for tuning in to the conversation. Awesome.